Uh, Chris, can you give me a countdown? Ten. Oh, he wants to count. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It is Monday, the 17th of the eighth month of the year, and you are listening to the SSEU podcast. On today's show... And in the movie, as you say, it turns out that uh, they're not going to put him in a chair and hang him and whatever. Uh, right, hang so- people in a chair? And then they inject them with lethal, uh, lethal cocktail. I will electrocute him. <laughs> you take your sample out, hand it to the nurse, and then, you know, after that, you just you could just leave. So finally, when it's my turn, I don't even know how long I was there. And the problem with my stomach was getting worse the whole time I was sitting there. And it was, uh, but and, and when you say stomach, you really mean lower. Yeah, definitely. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality, and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. The SSEU podcast is hosted by the incomparable Ryan Kinney, an Anglican priest, mm-hmm. and myself. You can find us on your usual podcast machine and in adult entertainment stores along the interstates in the state of Missouri. The SSEU podcast started as a tribute podcast to the murdered substandard podcast and has become a leading voice in intellectual debate in both the United States and Sweden. If you have complaints, we recommend finding Ryan Kinney's number in the phone book and sending him a text message. You can also shoot us an email at sseupod at gmail.com and find our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash sseupod. Gentlemen, how are you today? Ryan, let's say at the same time. Three, two, one. It'd be a lot Great. better if the motherfucking Evernote was updating on my oh. laptop. Uh, uh, Ryan, how is Chris, your you, Chris, we agreed. That's what we were going to say. We were both yeah. going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the problem is my Evernote didn't load. So I. Mine's not. I. But it was. Apparently, it, the last time I've opened it on this laptop was episode 75, because that's the latest I have on here. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, like, I, I mess up the script because the script wasn't loading, oh, in which we right. were going to sit, talk, complain about the script not loading. That makes sense. This, this makes some sort of twisted sense. Uh, Ryan, how is your drizzle today? Oh, my drizzle is pretty solid today. Um, more of a more of a mush right now. Wait, so Chris, Chris, are are you the one with the mug, the Bristol stool scale mug? I, I yeah. do. I yeah. I don't have it on me right now. It's in the cabinet upstairs. Uh, which which way is solid and which is more mush? Yeah, I always forget uh, that. I believe too. I believe lower is more liquidy, uh, lower on the scale. But I could be completely wrong. What are the numbers of the scale? What is it like? So, hang on, just one to infinity. <laughs> infinity is a diamond. It's it's it, yeah. it, <laughs> it is Literally. compressed carbon. Oh my gosh! What were you eating? And a, <laughs> a, a, a 50 is literally shitting bricks. <laughs> I'm binging it, guys. We're, we're going to get, we give good answers. Oh, I had it totally backwards. 
<laughs> lowest on the scale is severe constipation, very high is severe diarrhea. And it goes one through seven. It is not to infinity and beyond. Mm, one through seven. Well, you got to fit a lot of different kinds of poop into one through seven. I have a preference for uh, uh, like sliding scales. Like they're not always the same. Like when we rate movies, I think those mm. work the best. Yeah. So like my my stool would be was appropriate a, was a, for my stool is a thirty two out of out of sixty three. Sure, and it would be appropriate for the Bristol stool scale to be sliding. Uh, but Ryan, I've heard that uh, you too have started to collect stool samples. It's just, you know, you can get into collecting things, and once you get into it, you can really get into it. Yeah, yeah, and there's just, there's a community for everything. Um, yeah, there's a, a, a sample cup collection community. You know, a lot of them are eh, not not that super valuable, like, you know, urine. And, you know, all you, anybody can get a urine sample cup. Uh, you know, it's easy to do. Do you want a toe? I'll get you a toe. <laughs> Sorry, that's something totally different, but... Um, you know, even the little more, um, rare ones, not as though, cause I mean like a semen, you can pretty much, you know, it takes a little work, but you know, somebody can do that almost on command. Um, one of the, the how long would you say it takes? <laughs> I think there's a scale for that, but, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Go on. Um, one of the ones that is probably the most rare. It's kind of like a Honus Wagner rookie card of the sample club, uh, cup community. It's would a be what? Honus Wagner rookie card or card. I don't know. Is it just a card or is it his rookie? Is it just any Honus Wagner that's valuable or is it just his rookie card? Anyway, There's that's one a, particular one that's very valuable. Sure. Yeah. And, um, he, he was a, he was a baseball player when people wore like, pants made out of a sack and <laughs> they wore gunny sacks <laughs> but I tell you what pitchers eras were great in that era I, oh I mean, man and they could, could throw a guy out from center field yeah is really uh really cut down stolen bases um <laughs> but uh, so whatever that is whoever that guy is um for us is like a, a diarrhea sample cup so it was a sample of someone's diarrhea in a cup. You can get one of those, you know, you're not that I would ever sell it, but you know, if anything bad ever happened, I could sell that one and we'd be fine. Came close to being able to get one um, this week. Uh, Rose uh, went to the doctor and um, she was uh, going in to use the restroom and um, next to theirs, it's the same restroom they use for if, you know, they need a sample for somebody. And so, you know how it is. People, they give you the cup, uh, you go in, fill it. And then there's like a tray or a cart uh, that you just set it on when you're done. The nurse takes it away. Well, and so there were a couple that were there that they hadn't the, uh, samples cups on the, on the tray there. And um, she texted me uh, right after she got out of the bathroom. And she said, I think there was a cup of diarrhea on the tray for the nurse. <laughs> and I was like, immediately, I was like, did you grab it? Did you, did you, did you get, tell me it's in your purse right now? It, she acted like she had no idea what I was talking about. And, um, I, she said, yeah, she's like, it was, she said, it was really just, there's no, no other 
it was definitely diarrhea. She said, I like was going in and like, I looked and then looked again. And I just like had this horrified look on my face. And I looked at the nurse and she was like, and she looked at the cup and she was like all embarrassed. I guess you shouldn't have left it there or whatever. And she said, cause when I came out of the bathroom, it was gone. And I was like, you should have grabbed it before you. Anyway, she didn't. Um, it would have been nice to have been able to get that, but you know, we'll keep trying. Um, I'm scheduling doctor's appointments all over town this week to try to see if I can find somebody's, um, because you can't do it yourself. You know, it's not, it, you know, that's like, you know, that's like autographing a Babe Ruth card yourself. It's like, it's like printing out a baseball card. Yeah. Yeah. It's not people, people, people can sniff it out if it's your own. Well, not, I mean, not literally sniff it out, but you know what I meant? Um, if it's your own diarrhea, um, but <clears throat> is, it possible, is it possible the nurse was kind of had an eagle eye on that? Did, did the nurse oh, maybe, that she probably thought she, yeah, she was like, well, oh, she's, she's she may have had that. some plans. She may have had some plans, maybe do a video, uh, one nurse, one cup. Hopefully, hopefully there was nothing. Oh my gosh. So hopefully so, there was nothing wrong with the person in the sample. Like, we don't know what happened to your sample. I'm sure you're fine though. Um, but that reminded me that I had an incident when I was younger that um, was was almost a sample uh, of diarrhea. When I was in college, my friend uh, it was coming up to it was it was in May at some point, or maybe in, maybe a little before May. And my friend's dad worked at the Coca Cola plant in Indianapolis, and he told me, "Hey, I can get us both summer jobs at Coca Cola, just driving." trucks around where we would just drive those, uh, you know, those concession stand trailers um, where it's a trailer, but it's a contained concession stand. And are, so are you, are you about to reveal Coke's secret ingredient? It's cocaine. I thought everybody already oh. knew that it was oh. cocaine and diarrhea. He was like, but we have to go, uh, we have to go get drug tests this week. And I was like, okay, cool. This sounds great. It paid well. And, um, it, it, we went to get tested and it was just at, you know, one of those, um, little clinics that they just do workman's comp stuff. They do drug tests. And they, so it's a little crappy place. It's super crowded, but like we had to go do this and get that out of the way so that we could start like right away as soon as school got over the night before we were going, had not been, had not been kind to my stomach. And, um, that day was, I could definitely tell something was wrong, but you know, we had to be there in the morning. You're going to be surprised, but I was running late. <laughs> um, Taco Bell. Is that what you had the night before? It was involved Taco Bell and alcohol. And, um, <laughs> and so I just was not feeling, I was like drinking lots of water. Cause like, you know, I just wanted to be able to, you know, pee once I got there, you know, cause I also wanted before. to, to kind of dilute certain things in your system. <laughs> No, I didn't have anything to worry about that there. Um, but um, I, uh, so I, the way it works was that the, um, you sit in this waiting room with all these other idiots and they call you back for whatever your thing is for. And then for the drug tests, um, there's a nurse sitting at a desk and she just has like all these sample cups on her desk. Man, she could have made a ton of money. Um, she probably <laughs> did. She barely had a really nice car. Um, and, um, there's all these people who tested positive for drugs, but their samples were stolen. Uh, 
And so she would go over the rules with you when you walked out there. Cause like, like it was, a, like I said, it was a small place. And so even though there was a door where the receptionist desk was, you could still see straight back to where she was sitting. So you could like see the bathroom. So you could hear her the whole time going over the rules every single time somebody went back there and it would be like, okay, here's your cup, you know, fill it to this line, uh, you know, put your, uh, uh, I don't think, no, she would just, we, you would have to sign the paper that she printed out before she went in there and she'd put your social security number or whatever on it. And then when you were done, she would say, bring it back to me and she would seal it. And then every time she would say multiple times to people, do not flush the toilet, do not flush the toilet. If you flush the toilet, it's an automatic fail. Um, because I, I assume it's had something to do with like, uh, some way to detect whether or not it, people were like faking it, or I, I, I don't know. But that just was the every. Is it be, is it because you could like fill it up in in the toilet? Hold on, let's get into this. Fill it up in the <laughs> toilet? What are you? You mean like toilet water? You, like you here's my urine. <laughs> bring out it. <laughs> what if you want to? This is the cleanest it? urine I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> there are no traces of of anything. It's almost. I don't know like, what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was not because they were worried that people were going to bring them a cup of toilet water. <laughs> I mean, there's a sink in there. You, you could have just like, oh, well, I don't think that's how it works. I, okay. I was just proposing a theory. Anyway, go on. Right. Go on. Uh, so anyway, that was the thing was don't flush. Don't flush. It's a fail if you flush. And so then when you would get done, Ryan, you, Ryan, I'm going to stop you. Uh, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. Uh, the the Vikings had a player named Ontario Smith, but not spelled the sa- the way that the Canadian provinces spelled. He's a running back, and he was caught at an airport with a certain device called the original Wizenator. Yes, I, that's I remember <laughs> this. Yeah, what, and I what? think like that. What, think that was what? like part of it. It was like a. I think it had like dehydrated could... urine and you'd go into the bathroom and you'd like fill it up and like slosh it around and then you'd use that wizenator. No, like yeah, it would I think it was like a tube that would like that would like go on like the bottom of your penis and so like cuz some Cause of they watch you, you to, sometimes, you, yeah. You have to yeah, you have to do it in front of someone. Um and so yeah, I, I definitely remember that. And that may have been like around the time. I don't know. It, maybe it wasn't that long ago, but I feel like people knew about those things at the time that I was doing this, um, which would have been in, I don't know, I guess like 2000 or 2001. But anyway, uh, the way it worked was you would just, you would, you'd take your sample out, hand it to the nurse. And then, you know, after that, you just, you could just leave. So finally, when it's my turn, I don't even know how long I was there. And, the problem with my stomach was getting worse the whole time I was sitting there and it was, uh, but, and, and when you say stomach, you really mean lower. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was, I thought, but I thought, you know, cause I couldn't come back and do it another day. And because that's another thing is like, if you rescheduled it, like if you just scheduled it and then left and had to reschedule, I think they would consider that a fail too. So it was just like, I, like I had to, I had to go through with it. And so I'm just holding on and like, I'm telling my friend, I'm like, man, this is, and he's just like, you have to do it today. And I said, okay, okay. So finally I get back there, I'm ready to go. And I think, okay, I'm, I made it. I'm going to be good. And, um, she hands me the cup, gives me the whole spiel. Do not flush the toilet. Do not flush the toilet. 
I go in. Um, I've been needing to pee for so long. There was like, so there was just really, I was really having a rough time with two things there. And I started to pee and just that total real relaxation <laughs> of, you know, my and, abdomen. You forget? It was, well, no, it, I was like, okay, this is, this is happening. Like it's, I filled up the cup, turned around, sat down, just really <laughs> drizzled the hell out of the toilet. As if you were and, on the side of a mountain. And yeah. And like, I wasn't thinking about it at first, but then when I was in the middle of it, I was like, remembering don't flush the toilet don't flush the toilet because after each person she would go in there to check and make sure they didn't flush the toilet i you know remembered the uh the the uh, explicit rule of not flushing the toilet um kind of meanwhile it's just filled with day soil it's 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 not yeah it's bad and i was just like what like i really was considering like well I'm just going to flush it. I'm just not going to have this job. I'm just going to find a different job. Like it was, it, <laughs> I considered that because like, you know, it'd be, <laughs> I was just like worried about just like being embarrassed, you know? And I was just like, all right, she doesn't come in and check until, you know, the person gives her, gives her the cup. She, she sits there for a moment labeling it and everything. And the person leaves and then she gets up before the next person comes in and checks the bathroom. I said, if I give her the cup and I really hurry, it's like, I might be able to make it out. Like there's the, there's the door to the waiting room. And then, like I said, it's small. So it's only like 20 feet to the door to get out. And I was like thinking if I hurry, I can probably get out <laughs> before she gets to the bathroom. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, clean up, I go out, give her the cup. And she says, I mean, like, I'm like already turned away from her as soon as she says, okay, thank you. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like in the waiting room. I'm, you know, I'm almost to the door and I'm thinking I made it, I made it. And then I hear from the bathroom now, like, I don't know, like in, it's probably my head has changed it now. Like in my head right now, I hear what the fuck? <laughs> but I, think it was probably more like oh my god <laughs> and like everybody just like looks and then looks at me and i just walked straight out <laughs> and my fr i had to i rode with my friend so i had to go sit in his car until he was done and because he wasn't even next he was like after that and did, uh, did he get to use the same bathroom yes they all had to use the same bathroom <laughs> <laughs> And like he had figured out what I did. I think I texted him while I was in his car. He's like, are you going to sit in the car? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and he said, you want my keys? And I was like, I'm not coming in there to get them. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. You, uh, you get her phone number. Did, did you ever meet this woman again? No, oh, I didn't. Too bad. It didn't work out, yeah. huh? No. Chris, how's your week been? Good, good, Thomas. I, too, have a diarrhea story, not involving me, but involving my son. Kids are interesting with language, and uh, so he had a bit of the drizzles this week, and he came up with a new word for it that I think perhaps we should adopt. I, I like the drizzles myself, but uh, he exclaimed that fireworks were coming out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I feel like it wouldn't be all that specific. Like it could be misinterpreted as being something. Uh, well, I guess if you add the but. But if you yeah. just say, if you just say, I had fireworks yesterday. Right. No, no one will know what you mean. Hello, sir. May I use your bathroom? Is it number? <laughs> is it number one or number two? Oh no, I just have fireworks. They go redhead. But yeah, if you include out the butt, it uh, it's evocative, isn't it? Yeah, it really um, gives did you. He, did he go check on the toilet bowl afterwards? Uh, Meg said she had to clean it all up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speak. Speaking of Meg, it's a big week, isn't it? Huge, Thomas. Huge. It's it is her birthday tomorrow or rather rather it was her birthday sorry on friday time's really confusing on this podcast uh, i mean you listen to last week it's we're like it's like a christopher nolan movie so uh, 25 7 how uh... uh she's turning 40 at least that's what i'm that's what i told people on friday night meg was none too pleased with that uh, i've been telling people <laughs> all week that she's turning 40 on friday and Two years of her life have been taken away, and she's she doesn't find that in the slightest bit funny, uh, which does not deter me one bit. It's a little funny, but so uh, double for, down. I've learned double. You just double yeah. down on everything. Absolutely, but, but but I understand that you you have this this big birthday bash plan, some socially distanced distanced kind of event. So and, socially socially what? Uh, distanced. Oh, what does that mean? Well, I, I don't know that you don't have sex, but so we're 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 only using one room intentionally in our house. We just want to just really the bathroom have. Yeah, we're all the parties in the bathroom. You've got everything you need there. You got a toilet, you got a sink, um, which we call a wet bar. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got a wet bar in, in our party room and we're we're set. Okay, but so uh, since since it's uh, her big four zero, I assume that you had her birthday present planned out well in advance. Um, uh, I'm sure. So much planning, he forgot. Listening to this, I'm sure. I'm sure she will have gotten a present. <laughs> uh, I actually had I had uh, two gift ideas. Okay. Uh, the, the first is since we were talking about valuables and like valuable collectibles, uh, maybe a diarrhea cup uh, could could be something. You can, uh, you can find it. Did, didn't we talk about how hard these are to acquire? Mm, yeah, well, and you yeah. know you can put it. You can get some. And you can put it in like a little vial they can wear on their neck. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> it's a piece of me to keep close to her. Uh, yeah, but it's like with uh, you know with wedding anniversary. Uh, it's like with. Wedding anniversaries, you have, is it like a wooden anniversary, a diamond, or whatever? Uh, then you have birthdays. And you drizzle. I, believe, I you, believe the, the four the, is the, the drizzle. It's one. the drizzle birthday. Yeah. Now, is that where that's the theme or where that's the present? Tell me about a um, diarrhea-themed birthday party. <laughs> Okay, my second my second suggestion, if you really care about her, is that you could uh, you could also gift her an appearance on the podcast. She, as you know, Thomas would hate that more than anything okay. in the world. Okay, well, but uh, you are right. It, it, it's so going to be huge. It then. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, it was. It was a huge bash. Uh, we 
had planned and executed uh, lots of really cool things. Uh, Meg did uh, uh, ham flights. What? Charcuterie. Um, ham. Oh, oh. You know, you know, you could do whiskey flights or wine flights or beer flights. I guess wine Mm. flights. Yeah, you could do wine flights. Um, Was this this the really expensive Spanish ham? Well, that's one of them, yeah. So um, Cinco Hotas is this very elite kind of Spanish ham uh, that she found out that her – her friend from Spain really loves. And so uh, she did all this research into uh, getting her friend, this Spanish, the special kind of Spanish ham. Is Hodus ham? Is it five ham? Is that... No, 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 no. It's, uh, what is Hodus? Ha- ha- Hamon is ham. Uh, Cinco Hotas is, is a brand. I don't know. I don't know what Hotas means. I realize means. it's a, ba- a brand. I wasn't saying that it wasn't, I was just wondering what the name meant. Like it's five something. Uh, five. Five hams sounded like a great brand. I don't know if there's any way to find that out, Ryan. Well, my laptop died, and 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 maybe I should have done research on this. Uh, but the special we had this overnighted in from Miami. Uh, it is. Uh, it comes in three ounce packages, and I think it's like thirty five to forty bucks for three ounces of of this uh, special Spanish ham. And this is the part that I really should have researched was. Uh, in order for it to be this category of Spanish ham, it has to be a certain breed of pig that eats only acorns in its diet, and there's it, it needs to have a population density of one pig per several acres. Uh, and so this is a very special occasion ham. This is something that someone in Spain would have once a year, but uh, throughout the year they would have lesser grades of – so maybe, maybe a, a pig that's – a similar breed, but not the same, and maybe they would be a little bit more crowded in the feedlot than one for every you know ten acres or whatever. And maybe they would feed them something other than acorns in in the diet. And I think it's also aged like twelve months or something. It's it's the so anyway. We're, we've got the whole range of the hams. We got the most expensive, and then we're going to do a whole flight. And uh, Meg says the kids can have some. Well, she said no. She said Jordan can have some, but only if she gets educated about it. Just to sit through it, it's just it's it's like going in for a uh, uh, a timeshare. She has to sit through the you know the the, the, spiel. the segment yeah, yeah. the spiel. Yeah, yeah. If Jordan sits through the spiel, she gets the timeshare or the ham or whatever. It it, it sounds like uh, these pigs live better than most humans. I, I I assume up until the point that up until they slaughter them for their meat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're we're gonna. It's gonna be outdoors. Uh, we're gonna get a sexy bartender. Oh, you got um, a porta potty then? <laughs> outdoor bathroom. The outdoors is Isaac's bathroom. Wait, but, but is we, this... we we got coo, coop coop yeah coop. But is, is this at your house or have you rented... at our house? Okay, rented a place. You've seen our backyard. It's designed for socially distanced parties. And that's why this is the first one you're having there? It's not the first one you're having. Okay. okay. Hotus is the uh, plural version of hota, which means folk dance. So the ham is five folk dances. Five folk dance ham, man. <laughs> uh, so anyway, anyway, we had a great time at, at the party. Uh, 
uh, on Thursday when I mowed the yard, I noticed uh, we have a hole in the ground and there are ground wasps uh, coming out of that. And um, that totally went very well with the party outdoors and nobody got stung and everything on Friday night was was great and no one got hurt or sued us. So uh, back home when we have had... Uh, I don't know if we've had bees in the ground. We might have had, but we've primarily had like ants uh, fairly mm-hmm. close to the house. Like they live in the ground, whatever, and stuff. Um, ants that live in the ground. <laughs> well, and I, right next to the house, that's not where we want them. You know how we fixed it? Fire. I I would have liked that idea. We didn't we didn't do fireworks either, uh, but uh, since we we live in a rural area, we have a tractor and everything. The tractor runs on diesel. We have this massive diesel tank, so I just went there. I tapped some up, and then I went and poured it on the ground all along that wall. And uh, the ants are no more. So diesel's bad for ants, is what you're saying. Diesel is bad for it's ants. Toxic. It works great. Britney Spears. So, Thomas, Thomas, how are you doing? I, uh, how is Arizona? I hear it, it's beautiful in August. <laughs> uh, take a stab at what the high is going to be today. <laughs> 108. No, more. No, uh, what? what? <laughs> 114 is supposed to be today's high. Uh, I, uh, I did my uh, morning. Thomas, Thomas, it's, it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I uh, I I was running some errands I've been running errands all week since I got back and I've been like going from the car to the store back into the car I've not spent too much time outside Uh, I don't remember really I can't tell by looking at your skin (laughs) but I I don't remember what I was doing yesterday but I was out for like five minutes and then I got in and just downed like two of these water bottles because I felt like I was dying and I was like how am I supposed to get any outside exercise so today around 6 a.m. I started my morning hike up on Paestava Peak and then I came down which was still too late because it was hot as hell and I missed the sunrise it Mm. occurred right after I had started. So I will try probably tomorrow. I will maybe do the same hike or a different one, but I will have to start at five or so. I don't know. Um, but the sunrises and sunsets in Arizona are amazing. I like mm. them. But yeah, 114 is the high today. It's it's a little too much. So have you, have you gone into campus at all? Did you... So I know you talked about all the mail that it accumulated, but did, did you go in and get all the fax messages that we've been sending you? <laughs> Uh, no, that's uh, tomorrow's plan. I'm going to go in and empty my office. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, all the intimate photos that people have sent. Uh, but uh, about the travel, about the trip from Sweden to here. So uh, there are a lot of flights from Luleå to Stockholm to Copenhagen uh, to Newark uh, and then to Phoenix. Uh, but it was fairly smooth. Like there, uh, I, I don't know, believe it or not, there aren't all that many people flying. Part of the reason might be that Europeans aren't allowed in the U.S. and vice versa. So that decreases the number of people that are flying. Uh, so it's just like people with green cards and some sort of visas and stuff like that. So how, how full was the plane on the international flight? Uh, the flight from Copenhagen to the U.S. was maybe one third. Oh, so. wow. 
If I had, so uh, I had an entire row to myself. So I was, I, I sat in the middle where there are three seats and then there are two seats on each side of me and there was no one there. There were uh, a father and a daughter seated in front of me in that row. And then behind me, there was no one. So and they, and they like, they were so far away. They had no idea you even took your pants off. <laughs> I, I mean, the first thing I did was unzip uh, when I got on the plane. So uh, a lot you a lot unzipped of, like Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> I don't know how much on the domestic flights it is an effect of them having just fewer passengers, or if they are limiting the passengers. Because even on the domestic flights, I, I, they were somewhere between the U.S. one was somewhere between one third to half full, and I had no one next to me in the two seats. Um, but I liked it. This is what travel always should be like. Uh, I, I have an idea on how we're going to make this actually uh, a thing. Have you guys heard of the Swedish term flight shame? I hadn't until you mentioned it the other day. Didn't look it up because you said not to. So. <laughs> uh, uh, did you look it up, Chris? I did. And uh, I thought it was something sexual. Turns out it's far worse. As, as you might be aware, there are a lot of people today who are extremely concerned about climate change. And uh, a lot of them are depressed because of it, and they have anxiety about climate change, and they think they're going to die very soon. Uh, well, I see, I see articles on like five- and six-year-olds that are just feeling so anxious and depressed about climate change that, that they're growing up in a world like this. It's, it's a serious thing. The point here is that, so there are a lot of people that are anxious about climate change, which, you know, the science suggests that maybe you should be a little bit and not completely ignore it. There are people who have decided to actually do something about it. And one of the things that you can do about it is that you can cut down on traveling. And because airplanes let uh, out a lot of carbon dioxide, a lot of people have stopped flying because of the shame that they feel when they go on an airplane. And this is where the Swedish word, word flug, scum, or flight shame in English comes from. Uh, so it was popularized by Björn Ferry, who won Olympic gold in Vancouver in 2012. And and well, <laughs> <laughs> good question, Ryan. On Greta Thunberg's boat. Yeah, and then the other person that has popularized it is Malena Anman, who is a Swedish opera singer and the mother of Greta Thunberg, uh, who, I don't know, in 2017 or 2018, she said that she was going to stop using the plane altogether. So I guess she's staying in Sweden. Right, so this is flight shame, and it's like it's a thing in Sweden. There are Facebook groups with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who have joined them. Uh, probably still take the plane when they're going to Spain on a charter trip or something. I don't know, but but it's like a thing, and. I've decided that we need to make this a bigger thing because mm. if more people buy into flight shame, there will be more Surely. space on airplanes for me. What? Oh, and and the and the airlines will totally. Uh, survive this too. I mean, they'll they'll be able to operate at a third capacity forever. Right. I don't. Uh, yeah. See, I thought about this, and there's a really easy solution. We just subsidize them. Oh, okay. Seems yeah. like you've thought of everything. Yeah, yeah. No. We make flight shame a thing. Then when the airlines make sure drop, make sure subsidize. you just ex- subsidize air airlines are going to be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I don't, I, I don't understand. They're great. It's all going to be great. But we need, the first step is to get everyone to buy into flight shame so that I get the planes to myself. I mean, the, just the whole experience of flying is so good now. Um, you know that once airlines don't need to worry about customer satisfaction because they're getting subsidized, you know it's gonna, the, the experience will just go up a whole other level. I'm looking forward to it. Thomas, you're full of ideas. So, so last week, uh, just puke, um, drizzle wherever you want. Just expel the the bad, in with the good, out with the bad, wherever you want. Don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed of vomiting wherever you want to vomit. But mm-hmm. be ashamed of traveling. Don't cry in public either. Don't cry don't in public. Cry in, it makes people uncomfortable. We don't want to see. It. I kind of like the idea of doing all the travel that I still do, but maybe on Instagram, I'll just take pictures of, of things around town so it seems like I'm not traveling. But I would still take the vacations that I would take. But I don't, I don't know if the young people could do that, though. I mean, isn't the whole reason they travel so that they, they can post pictures of, of the, them at, uh, at various places? Th- that seems to be a big part of it these days. Do you want to know something I did notice, uh, and this is interesting, is young people, and I mean people in their 20s, they take like one weekend trip, and they'll post pictures of that weekend trip for the rest of the month. So you're always like, oh, wow, wow." like they went somewhere interesting, and then you actually realize, I know this person, wait, they went there like eight weeks ago. But But they like slowly spread out the pictures, so it seems like they live a really interesting life. Yeah, no, this is definitely, and it's not just for like, a month or even a couple of months. They might be posting those photos for half a year after they, they've actually oh, been yes. until their until their next trip. <laughs> so I, I had a coworker like this who went on her honeymoon to Europe and like all summer for for all summer I saw these amazing pictures of her in these cool places. Uh and, and the next time I saw her was a, a, a while later oh my gosh you were in Europe so long. I, I, <laughs> I like I was you had the longest honeymoon I've ever seen. And she's like Stupid, like those. I just spread them out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, oh, kind of on her side here. You thought she was in Europe for like six months. I mean, I guess they just moved to Europe. They just, I guess they just moved to Europe. They're just Europeans now. Uh, spe- speaking of other things that I don't quite understand, uh, are, are you familiar with the concept or the idea of the shower bear? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I don't I, I don't get so when I go in the shower I don't think I've I, ever done a shower beer that's what they say I'm gonna do a shower beer yeah I, I, I'm, I'm gonna... I, I will go have a shower beer I will, whatever I go in the shower I shower in maybe five minutes re, like I do all the things and then I get out it's like it's not it's not a fucking event I don't spend hours in there drinking and eating you're the opposite of Kramer uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't make salads in the shower or in- install uh, garbage disposals or whatever, whatever you call those. Uh, but do, Chris, do you do shower bears? I've never done a shower beer. I, I just, I just. I'm pretty. I'm pretty task oriented in the shower. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, you when it, when is the time that you do the shower beer? Is that like at the end of the night? You're super drunk and you want to keep. You're like, oh, I know I wet my pants. So I need to take a shower, but. <laughs> But I don't want to sober up. Or is what? it like the next day when you wake up and you know, like 
it seems to me to be at any any point any time but uh, i've seen i have some friends who will post on snapchat or wherever and they will go have a shower bear for example after they have been out for a run and they will go take a shower but i guess they also want to be refreshed so they bring the bear into the shower, which which doesn't work against the, the running the exercise that you just got at all but I so, could see if you worked in certain fields, you get home from work, and you just want to wash off just the filth of the day. Both like ben, ben Affleck in The Way Back, he had a shower beer. He had, the, several, he had several shower beers. Both the physical and metaphorical filth um, that, that uh, your work got on you, and, and, and you want to forget all that. And so, so you grab you know one or 16 shower beers. Uh, one if you're normal and 16 if you're Ben Affleck in The Way Back. <laughs> but, and, but, but it's different from if you are lounging in or at a pool and you have a beer or Yes, showers are different than being at a pool. <laughs> yeah, no, but that may, thank you, Ryan. That makes sense to me. Like that is relaxing. It is nice. You're not there to just rinse off and like do the task and get out. <laughs> Uh, so, like, I get in the shower, I will shampoo my hair, I will rinse off my body, I will have a wank, and then I get out of there. Like, I don't spend the entire evening in the shower. And so, look, so if you want to, to make the case for the shower... All in five minutes. You need very little fuel. You are efficient, Thomas. Uh, you don't have to waste any time. And so, if we have any of our listeners who want to defend or make the case for the shower bear, please go tweet at JVLast on Twitter uh, so that we get to see what this is actually about. Trans- I'm sorry, Thomas. You, you, you mentioned a swimming pool, um, and Ryan mentioned something about a swimming pool. Or he said, yeah. it just, like, for some reason, I was reminded of Ryan taking a dump in the pool last summer. <laughs> and Anyway, we could transition now. But hey, guys, remember when Ryan took a dump in the pool? That Stayed was out of the pool all year this year. <laughs> I think my suspension is over next year. I feel like, in general, people from the SSEU should not be allowed near pools like Ryan's incident or Flag's incident Flag. with the kids. Mm. Hot, uh, that was a hot tub, though. Uh, well, it was pool This is a pool next to the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, but Chris, you have a headline for us. Yeah, I just thought that we would update listeners on what's going on in the world i thought we be educational on the podcast and uh you know we talked last week about or a few weeks ago recently we talked about we've talked before about animal movies and how we don't like them like warhorse so anyway this headline from the smith (laughs) pinnacle the horse that everyone's heard of called pinnacle or yeah Anyway, uh, this comes from the Smithsonian Magazine, and the headline is How America Became Obsessed with Horses. A new book explores the meaning the animal holds for people from cowboys to elite show jumpers in this country. Now, I didn't read the article. I don't know if they mentioned War Horse or uh, that, that show jumpers. Wasn't there a movie about a show jumping horse? Show jumping. Like really? the the girl was deaf, deaf, and then she just like literally jumped into a pool with a horse. Twi- if you uh, can think of the name of this movie, tweet at JV Last. Th- wait a second. These are the a uh, deaf girl. So she's uh, does being deaf make her not see the pool or what? <laughs> no, no. Like this was entertain. People would go to see this horse jump into the pool. 
Is it? No, what? No. no. Do you know my favorite horse? My favorite horse is the horse in True Lies that refuses to jump <laughs> off the roof because he's obviously <laughs> brighter than anyone else in that movie. That would the be mo- show the movie I'm thinking of is called Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. It's a 1991 drama. Oh, right. Plot: uh, Sonora Webster lives with her sister and abusive How aunt the during the Great you Depression. Gave, you give me so much uh, crap about seeing every movie. In how are you remembering details from this 30-year-old movie? And she's not deaf; she's blind. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's how she got in the pool. <laughs> I knew it. I knew something was wrong with that. You're like, she's deaf, so she jumped in the pool with the horse. Like, because obviously she was deaf. She didn't see it. Well, I, I like this idea. You know how blind people usually get like a, a, a what's it called? A seeing eye dog? No, a see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you should, you, they should get a seeing eye horse. Yes. Just ride around town on a horse. Yeah, I mean, but, horses but, aren't as smart as dogs. I don't think so. They might, you know, might get in traffic a little bit, but it's probably It's boring. possible that. They weren't supposed to go into the pool. It's not clear by the synopsis I knew it. on Wikipedia. I, oh. uh, she accepts. She accepts. Uh, what did uh, you think an event would be where someone jumps into a pool with a horse? The horse is a jittery stallion instead Water of her pool. usual partner, Lightning, who falters and trips due to a symbol crash below. Sonora keeps her eyes open as they fall into the water. Both of them make it, but her vision is impaired. Uh, she wakes up in the morning to discover she's permanently blind. Not maybe, deaf. Maybe she was trying out for horse water polo. Polo. Mm. Yeah. Okay. She's a pioneer. She's 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 the Rosa Parks of of, now, the of is, laptop pooping. Like, oh wait, Chris, no, that was Jimmy Kimmel. Chris Chris invented this you know event that now I want to see. I just want to see people <laughs> ride a horse and just jump into a pool with the horse, like like diving, but with a horse. It it has Olympic potential. Yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, Chris. But but Chris, did the Smithsonian say anything else? Did, did you? Well, I, I only read the the headline. I uh, but if it says a new book explores the meaning, so if you want to know why Steven Spielberg made a movie about a horse that was really good at war, read this book. I don't know the name, but it's uh, Smithsonian Magazine. Okay, question. So in in Sweden, uh, horses are are food. Off limits. Yeah, I mean they're also food, but they are no, they're not off limits. They they are a status. For some things. I would say that they are a status symbol. Only upper middle class and wealthy people in Sweden do things with horses, like hmm. really ride them. <laughs> so, no, but like so to, so to speak. No, but like growing up, every every girl. They have those I knew, eyes wide shut parties. You know, the mask, <laughs> a few horses there. Every, uh, growing up, every girl I knew who had a horse came from like a family of sort of higher status. It, it's not quite the same in the U.S., right? I don't know with a horse. Every, every, every redneck has actually. A horse, no, uh, my wife's parents' neighbors have a horse, and they don't even have a farm. They just have a horse. <laughs> they live in the suburbs. I mean, it's a neighborhood. I mean, it's a big yard, but. Wait, 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 where is the, is the horse in a stable somewhere? It's not in their yard. Yeah, it's in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, but we would like there all the time. Like it, it'll be there for like, like I don't know, like a week or four or five days in a row. <laughs> but it's not there all the time, so I don't know where it is. So maybe it has an Airbnb somewhere. Yeah, they're yeah. 
exactly. But it goes away and spends a week here, comes home. Or he's just like hanging out with his friends. I think we need photographic evidence of this horse in the burbs. I've taken a picture before. I mean, no, you took a picture of your mother-in-law's <laughs> bush. I do nothing. Uh, all right, but so I can see some benefits of having a horse in the yard. Like if you get hungry, it's right there. Horses? Does... <laughs> I guess I have never seen a horse uh, jump off a bridge to try to commit uh, suicide, but I believe that Ryan has uh, a suicide story. Uh, sure. I just, I, it's not the greatest thing. So, you didn't even let me... I, I just searched bridge on Amazon and just started clicking on every title that came up with the word bridge in it. And there's a documentary called The Bridge, and it's apparently about people who've committed suicide in the Golden Gate Bridge. Off the golden, they don't do it. They don't commit suicide on the golden gate bridge. <laughs> and then they're like, "Hey, I'm going to kill myself." Then throw me over. <laughs> they ju- they commit suicide by jumping off the golden gate bridge. This is great. I'm, everybody thinks this is funny. <laughs> and I like the I like the idea of of just you know like taking a hose, sticking your tailpipe, parking your car, and just sitting there in the middle of the golden gate bridge and saying goodbye, cruel world. Well, or you could, if you have a pickup truck, you just fill the bed of the truck with water, and then you grab a toaster. Drown yourself. Grab a toaster, and you get a shower bear. Battery, a shower bear, and then you chill, and you just drop it. Uh, But so, what's what's the reason that Ryan decided to go on an adventure and find bridge movies? I didn't even. It's called the bridge, and you click play. Don't click play on it because the very first scene is like actual footage of a man jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And that was uh, no, I, I guess I should have read the description before I hit play on it, but I didn't. I had suggested, because I was in the middle of watching the Bridge trilogy, uh, I watched I watched Bridge of Spies. I watched The Bridges of Madison County. No, Bridge of, I'm kidding. Bridge of Pies. I did not watch Bridges of Madison County. I watched uh, Bridge of Spies and A Bridge Too Far, and then I was going to watch Bridge in the River Kwai, but for reasons I will not say, I was unable to watch that movie this week. Uh, but I watched the first two, and I suggested to you guys, like, we should watch the Bridge trilogy together and discuss them on the podcast. I, I am furious at Ryan for only watching the first hour of uh, A Bridge Too Far and then not watching the rest because it is an amazing movie with an amazing cast. Uh, it, it's so good. And can, can, like, can it's not me? for everybody, but like Ryan loves band of brothers and he loves world war two movies. And it is like the quintessential world war two movie. It is so good. Can, can you tell me more about it? Because I haven't had a chance to uh, watch some it water. It is, it is an epic world war two movie. So it takes place mm. um, prior between D day and the battle of the bulge. Basically uh, like, why did we need the battle of the bulge to it? It, it was um, operation Market, uh, what Garden. Was it? Market Garden where, where they sent in tens of thousands of, of paratroopers behind German lines. Um, and this was the hope where they Mon- Montgomery's plan to get to Berlin by Christmas, mm. um, which, which was a big failure. Um, mm. But, but uh, spoiler alert of a movie, <laughs> Made in 1977, um, it was a bit too ambitious. And also, a war made in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the it's Germans lose. 1977. Mm-hmm. You think I'm yeah. gonna watch this? Yeah, I've. 
I thought that I I thought that the cast would get me through, but it is so good. I don't know if you know what good is. So, and, and, but but so so the term bridge too far. They're like, man, like we just bit off more than we could chew. So Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Why didn't they call it that? Bit off more <laughs> than we could chew. They're they, they like we, we one bridge too far. Um, and so uh, is f- phenomenal cast. Anthony Hopkins is leading this crew of troops that they they go the furthest. Um, and they land and they're they're like defending this bridge for like four days. Um, in in this town and that was the bridge too far. They shouldn't have gone that far because Sean Connery's guys uh landed outside the city and were not they were unable to get their make their way and they ignored um intelligence suggesting. Uh, from the Dutch underground, suggesting that there there were like two Panzer divisions there. Uh, they expected no one to be there. Um, but but like this Even this though, um, according I don't know how accurate this was, but according to the movie, they were shown pictures of yeah the Panzers, and they were just like ah, it's probably like a that's probably just where they put their disabled tanks. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> So, but but so Anthony Hopkins holds out for like four days waiting for help, and it's it's just a magnificent um, stand that they make as as uh, the Germans throw all they can at them, and they hold it off until they're just completely surrounded. Um, Sean Connery can't make his way through. Uh, R- James Conn has has one of the most badass uh, scenes I've seen, where he he rescues his captain. Uh, Robert Redford has to cross this river on this this like he leads two companies across the river on these rickety boats with these paddles that are like the size of uh, of basically of the butt of a rifle um, and they're like and, and people who don't have, not everyone has a paddle so everyone else is like paddling with their rifles while they're being like shot up and they have to cross the river and capture the other side of the bridge the movie is is phenomenal and uh, so can, can I just so I'm never gonna watch this because it's way too old but uh, I would just like to to read off the cast. Yeah. Bogard, Khan, Kane, Connery, Edward Fox, Elliot Gold, Hopkins, Hackman, uh, Robert Redford. This this is pretty good. Yeah. And it's great. Each one of them is great. Uh, and, and and it's like we see this crew here and this crew here, and and Kane uh, is is with the um, the tanks, and, and and they can't get to uh, where they need to go. And then this one bridge is blown. It's f- fantastic. So, but anyway, we also want to talk bridge of spies. Thomas, I, love, I mean, I, I love the great speech at the end. <laughs> the guys like guys. I know what we did wrong. You know, we went bridge, and that was good. And then we tried to go bridge again, and that was a bridge too far. And one too far. Uh, but yeah, a bridge of spies is also a bridge movie, uh, one that we have uh, all seen at some point. Uh, it's from is it 2015? I think that's right. Sounds um, right. By Steven Spielberg. And do you know who is within is? the time frame of when they started making good movies? Yeah. Do, do you know who uh, helped uh, Spielberg write Bridge of Spies? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Ethan and Joel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cohen Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made 72 million domestic and 90 international on a budget of 40 million, which this is a movie that deserves to make more. Right? No, but it's not like broadly appealing. They probably didn't expect to, though. I mean, I'm sure like this is one of those things where it's just for the awards, and they know that they'll be lucky to break even. Yeah. So it probably did as well as they were hoping. It's not your average popcorn movie. Mm. 
now. Uh, but it is, is it fair to say that it is Mar- Mark uh, Rylance's first big movie, quote unquote? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, the first time I and probably a lot of other people had, you know, noticed who he was because he's just so good in it. Then he gets... Yeah, and, and after that, he becomes uh, Steven Spielberg's pet and he goes on. Yeah, then he, he gets does... to go be in Dunkirk then. Yeah, BF, BFG, Dunkirk and Ready Player One. And I feel like I'm missing uh, a fort movie or maybe Bridge of Spies is the fourth one. He did yeah. a fort movie? <laughs> Uh, but he, he, he is a great actor. Like he is, uh, M.A. Bridge of Spies, uh, got six Academy Award nominations, including one for Best Picture, uh, and Ryland's one Best Supporting Actor. And he Could- used his own bridge in the movie. Chris, how did you like it, seeing it for the first time? <laughs> he, did his all, he did all his own bridging. <laughs> he didn't... I watched the abridged version. Uh, Thomas, I loved it. I... It 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 really made me proud to be an American. Uh, you know, it's a Cold War hmm. movie, and uh, you know, Mark Rylance is a Soviet spy. Uh, and it's it's funny that we live in an age of expediency. Like we uh, we um, we have people on both sides of the aisle who are like, why can't whatever just get shoved through the legislature? Why can't um, justice just? Why can't justice just happen immediately? Uh, but but the reality is that uh, our founding fathers made a system uh, uh, that where it's difficult for the majority to to do things on a whim, and uh, and that uh, justice like there's a process of justice that um, the Soviet spy uh, everybody hates uh, from the the from the FBI who capture him to uh, your average Joe in New York who. Uh, who hate that Tom Hanks is a lawyer defending that, that Mike, Mark Rylance as a Soviet spy gets a day in court. Um, I was really proud that we are a country that doesn't just disappear people, uh, that we that, that you still get your day in court, and that's what makes us better than the Soviets. It's not just that they're poor. you know, and Everywhere they... except for Portland. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Gotham City when Bane <laughs> takes over. We have we have uh, Cillian Mur- uh, Killian Murphy uh, adjudicating, but um, but 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 like it, it's not just that that uh, life is oppressive there. It's not just that uh, in, in the Soviet Union that uh, there's no freedom. It's not just that there's uh, people are kept in poverty. It's that um, in our system, imperfect as it may be, uh, you still get your day in court. Uh, we we have due process. And and I love that part of it, and that's only one small part of the movie. Uh, you know, the other part is is Tom Hanks working um, to not only get to the, um, the strategic uh, part of the deal. <laughs> exactly. but, uh, it's not just the the strategic um, guy that he's rescuing. It's it's just the humanity of of saying that this student nobody um, he fights for him. So I loved it. You can walk away with from this movie thinking one of two things. The first is sort of what Chris is talking about. Uh, and I know that Jonah Goldberg, for example, is, is fond of talking about this, like the, 
the theory or the perception that the U.S. is founded on the basis of an idea and that idea takes its expression in the Constitution and this is what really makes people Americans is sort of the system of governance and the ideals that the U.S. has as a country, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and in the movie, as you say, it turns out that uh, they're not going to put him in a chair and hang him and whatever. Uh, right, hang so people in a chair? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they inject them with lethal, uh, lethal cocktail. I'll electrocute him. <laughs> And so, so there is this, I don't know, it might be when, uh, when Tom Hanks meets the CIA agent, he essentially gives this speech about how the Constitution is like a great thing and everyone deserves their day in court and this wasn't all lawful and whatever and they have a good chance in appeal. Stuff like that. Sure. Great. You can also walk away from this movie thinking that all of that is great. Uh, and it's great that the U.S. has that, but you can think that at the same time that it is very fragile because you have all mm -hmm. these people, including mm -hmm. the judge or the people in the courtroom, or as you said, like every, even including his own son, mm. who don't want to do all those. We don't want to have full protections to spies. Just want to essentially send them to the execution right away. What do you love? This are you a communist? I I <laughs> no. I totally thought you were going to make a joke, and I was already laughing, <laughs> and then. You were earnest. Uh, no, but I think those are, I mean, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive, but you can walk around in the age of Donald Trump. I feel like more will probably lean towards the ladder and walk away with that sense from Bridge of Spies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, like, it definitely that was something, you know, that kind of came to mind I, whenever I watched it last. But yeah, it's true. Uh, but uh, can we talk a little bit about the cast in Bridge of Spies? So you, of course, have Tom Hanks, and I'm not sure why we end up talking about Tom Hanks. Oh, Mark Rylance is in it. All the time. Yeah, that guy, whoever that is. Uh, uh, Jesse Plemons, mm -hmm. is that how to say his last name? Oh, yeah, he plays the uh, pilot. What was his name? Uh, starts with a B, and now I'm yeah, blanking on it. Uh, but yeah, so he was he's a bum that got captured and didn't kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Alda is in it uh, and I, I love Alan Alda in anything that he is in he, he's just great uh, we also have Stephen uh, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name we have Stephen Kunken, Kunken whatever who is um, the uh, attorney general or the state representative trying to you know off uh, Mark Rylance's character Stephen Kunken uh, is I know him from Billions, where he plays Ari Spiros, and he's great in that. Uh, I'm not sure I have seen him anything else. Did you also see that Herc is in this movie? Yes. <laughs> yep. Love Herc. Yeah, Herc is someone who needs to be like he is. Well, I love him. Like he, he always like like he he just brings a an impression of incompetence to the <laughs> screen. Don't you don't you think? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he come, and he he's a perfect. I would. I'm not sure I would ever making him a lead. But you know, just, using Downton Abbey names again. Cause I no, have no idea who, who's the Wire. The, there's this brilliant show, oh, The Wire, yeah. with Turk. I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, he's also in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, uh, no, but, yeah, but he, he's the perf perfect supporting actor. I yeah, really love it. Yeah, uh, I also like how. Bridge of Spice has like a bunch of like Mark Rylance plays Rudolph Abel so well. Like there's this running joke where it's like, do you never worry 
Would it help? <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know why we are all so impressed with Mark Rylance? Why? It's the it's the eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> he acts right? with his eyebrows. Yeah, he's got these big bushy eyebrows, and he uses them. He really uses them. Watch yeah, he, watch the movie again, Ryan. He uses his eyebrows. Yeah, mm. he, uh, he, and he he has a bunch of other great lines uh, or good lines. Like he delivers them well, and they fit his character that he's playing. Like where he says that he's not afraid to die, and then there's a brief pause, and he says. Although it would not be my first choice. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, he's, it's a terrific performance. I love it. Mm-hmm. Bridge of Spies is, of course, not as good as the movie that has the most bridges, 21 bridges, which I watched at some point last year. Um, and yeah, of course, more bridges makes for better movies. Thomas, did you know uh, that the original script for 21 Bridges was titled 18 Bridges? Oh my gosh! And then, then no, <laughs> they must have found three more. So, <laughs> like their their uh their Wikipedia guy was like, "How many bridges are in and out of Manhattan?" And no, I 18. think I think they're actually eighteen. And the studio was like, "That's not enough bridges. <laughs> you gotta have three more bridges. <laughs> We're not gonna buy it." Okay. So I, I didn't know anything about Bridges Spies. You know what? We should probably just wrap and in, 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 in uh, Afterglow. We could talk more Bridges Spies. How about yeah. that? Uh, do, is there anything else that you want to tell our loyal listeners? Wait a second. We're going to talk more Bridges Spies or more 21 Bridges? More Bridges. Just more all, bri- all the Bridges. All the freaking Bridges. Uh, I am Regis Philbin. I bid you good night from the SSEU podcast. Catch us in Afterglow. Good night. Didn't he just die? Yeah, don't tell them. <laughs> Who died? Regis. Oh, he did. Mm.